0: Hello and welcome back to the daily study of the way of mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso. Excited and honored to be here with you today. Hopefully you don't get boring of hearing that and just skip the first 30 seconds. Um, But today we continue with lesson three, the power of forgiveness. I'm also going to, uh, I listen to podcasts, some on one and a half speed. I know some people listen to even more speeds. Some of them I listen just for the information. This These messages, in my opinion, should not be rushed through. It's so much more than information. There's an energy, a resonance to Jeshua's words and the message that we can marinate in. So I'm going to encourage you just to take note of that and then find a speed of listening that works for you. I also would encourage you potentially— again, do what you want, obviously, to not rush through these. Like maybe they're only seven to 10 minutes and you like, hey, I want to listen. I have a half an hour in my car. I'm going to listen to three of them. I, the, these are kind of designed for daily, for once a day, for small digestibles, because it's again more than the information. And when we marinate in it, when we contemplate it, when we feel into one message in one day, it kind of builds slowly versus let me just get through it. Let me, you know, even if it's really great. Uh, there's a great book that I encourage everyone, like life, human reading called The War of Art, not The Art of War by Lao Tzu. This is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And it is so good. It's And it's a small little book with like one page chapters or two page. They're not even chapters. They're like nuggets of wisdom. And it's so it was so easy for me to like just read it in a day and be like, that was amazing. And then I just put it down for like two years instead of like reading a little a page each day and like marinating in the concepts that Stephen Pressfield is talking about, about the resistance that comes up inside of any of us when we are in this pursuit of bettering ourselves, in his case, writing, the resistance to just sitting down and writing and all the excuses and things that we tell ourselves to stop that from happening because a part of us wants to stop us from expanding and growing because it's uncomfortable. It's out of the comfort zones. So anyways, that's my long way of saying this may also apply in this case where you just want to, as much as you want to keep listening, you do one a day, just something to consider. All right, now we're moving on. We're going to look at paragraphs four, five, and six, and seven of lesson three, the power of forgiveness in section one, this opening section, where Jeshua says, when I was nine years of age, I began to awaken to exactly what I am describing to you. As my father would take me to sit with the elders, and as he would read from the Torah to me, I began to be compelled by something within. Something began to speak to me that underneath all of the perceptions that I could create of another, there was something radiant and shimmering waiting to be discovered. So again, I love when Jeshua talks about his human incarnation as Jeshua, and he's sharing, hey, I would go with my father, sit with the elders, he would read to the Torah, and I began to be compelled by something within. I love that, because that's how I feel. Something began to speak to me that underneath all of the perceptions that i could create of another again you listen to this it's the same message over and over he's taking ownership i create the perceptions of less than of not enough the judgments of i i create the perceptions of anything a perception of way of seeing something i create that because in lesson 2 i'm the creator of all that i experience so he's just he's just speaking in the language of ownership underneath all the perceptions I could create of another, there was something radiant and shimmering waiting to be discovered. Imagine if you saw your boss from this perspective the next time you see your boss, that underneath the personality of your boss, the role as your boss, everything, what they look like, all the things, all the judgments you might have of your boss, underneath all of that, underneath the story, there's something radiant and shimmering waiting to be discovered. Beautiful. Jeshua continues, I began to feel very different from my peers. I began to be preoccupied with inner things. When I listened to the elders speak, I would often feel as though I had drifted far away from where they were. Pictures would come to me. Thoughts would come to me. And feelings would come to me that I did not understand, that I had not assimilated into my being. So just a beautiful story time from jeshua talking about hey when i was there i would listen to them and i would kind of daydream i would drift off and pictures and thoughts and feelings would come to me that i didn't fully understand i hadn't assimilated them into my being so the same can be true for us that this is this has been my experience of awakening or what Jeshua's was talking about waking up to what already is and becoming more aware and experiencing more like, sometimes it comes in things I don't understand, but I I still receive, and that's okay, and it's okay with you, but our brain wants to comprehend and understand everything and put it into a little framework. Jeshua continues, but something began to compel me. How might I discover how to see only that shimmering radiance? Would it be possible for me to see my brothers and sisters as my father sees his children? Father, capital F. I discover that the way to see with the eyes of Christ begins with the acceptance that I, as a creator, created in the image of God, literally choose every experience and call it to me, that I create the veils through which I view creation. If you could see the copy of my book, it's like every word is either underlined or circled. This is such a juicy, dense paragraph. He says, something began to compel me. How might I discover to see only, and that's italicized for emphasis, that shimmering radiance. So I don't see my boss and all the stories and all the perceptions that I have and the, the judgments I have but I see only that shimmering radiance of the divine expressed as as that, meaning as the boss, right? Would it be possible for me to see my brothers and sisters as my father sees his children, assuming that's, that's what he's talking about. The father sees his children only as the perfection that they are. And he says, I discovered the way to see with the eyes of Christ, and you are the Christ, I am the Christ, Jeshua is the Christ, the Christ being defined as the creation of God begins. The way to see with the eyes of Christ begins with the acceptance that I, as a creator, created in the image of God, literally choose every experience and call it to me. Accept this. This was the entire lesson, too. Even if your brain doesn't agree with it and your brain still argues with it, you can choose to open to this idea. You can choose to have the seed planted inside of you. Hey, I understand right now it's really hard for me to understand that I literally am creating this experience of sitting in a chair with this book, with this phone, recording this podcast, that that I literally chose the experience of picking up dog poop this morning and it really smelled bad and it made me gag. Like, why would I choose that experience? But I'm open to it. I wanna learn, like I want those seeds to be planted. That's all you need to do is have the willingness. It begins with the acceptance that I as a creator, let's not sell ourselves short. You are the creator literally choosing every experiencing and calling it to me. And that's what Jesh was going to give us exercises to do. This theme does not change throughout the entire 30 plus lessons in this book. This is A Course in Miracles, that you choose every experience and call it to you and that i cre- i create the veils through which i view creation i put up the blocks to see some the the shimmering radiance underneath the pers- underneath this idea of a person that i've put up i do that i create the veils the blocks to love by choosing to create the story that i'm not worthy it's all our creation and he gets into it later but like One way to think about it, think of it as a game. If you really knew that you were infinite, expansive, that you could create anything, that you didn't have to worry about survival, you didn't have to worry about money, you didn't have to worry about food, you didn't have to worry about being loved and accepted and fulfilling a purpose even. You didn't have to worry about anything. You were, let's just say, you were almighty, powerful God, right? You'd be like, well, that's too much power. Well, what does God need power for? It's God. It's God. It's everything. It doesn't need anything. It doesn't need approval, it doesn't need anything. It doesn't need money, it doesn't need power because it's all God. So if you were that, then it becomes a fun game. Then it's like, well, what what do I desire? What do I want to create in the world? Well, maybe I want to have this ex- maybe I want to have the experience of forgetting what I am and then remembering. That would be fun. How fun would that be to create this experience of forgetting that I am God? Actually, what it might feel like to to feel separate from source, to feel disconnected from love, what it might feel like to feel lack. Imagine that God feeling lack. How silly. But what would that feel like? What would that experience be like? I want to create that. And then remembering, oh, I'm God. How amazing is that? Right? Like, that's how powerful you are. That you have created this very experience. Hey, I want to imagine, I want to incarnate in this 3D world. I want to incarnate here, forget who I am, you know, live this little life of struggle or of a or of amazingness or of law. Like, well, I imagine, what would it feel like to think I could actually lose something? How silly and fun. How silly is that idea? It's a tiny mad idea because I'm God. I want to imagine what it would feel like to lose something. And then remember that I can't lose anything because I'm God and I'm everything. Like, this is what we're talking about. And that might seem insane to you. And and I'm talking like this because while we're walking through lesson three, I've read the you know – I've studied this whole way of mastery. And so I'm in the process of rereading and studying lesson 33, which is one of the final lessons. And this is kind of where we're headed. So I'm, I'm in this energy and in this thought. So I'm sharing a little bit, a sneak peek, but still in the context of Jeshua impl- teaching us and showing us that you literally choose every experience, you call it to you, and that you create the veils through which you view creation. It's a choice. And if you don't like it, choose something else. And it seems so overly simple, but that's the message. The message is always overly simple. And if you're choosing to argue with yourself, make that okay too, right? It's all perfect. That's the whole point. So plant those seeds, even if your brain wants to argue. Breathe, enjoy your life, have fun, and let those seeds be watered uh, of your own desire to have them watered. That's it. And they'll uh, grow and sprout and blossom and bear fruit when they're ready to and when you're ready to receive them because you choose when you receive them. Our brain hates this stuff. <laughs> I, I get it. My brain hates this stuff. But then like my soul can feel the truth in this and I'm just like overjoyed. I love you. If you're still listening to this, I love you. Either way, if you're not listening to this, I love you. Have an amazing day. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share, give us a review. Uh, send me an email. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. And we'll see you tomorrow.